Find that bar of chocolate you've been hiding. It's time to unwrap this week's Coco News. Michelle Buck, CEO of Hershey, gave a confident performance on Bloomberg Television in an interview following the company's results announcements. It is what they call reporting season for chocolate companies, and Hershey's gave an optimistic report following solid demand over the holiday period and benefiting from a price bump. After that, however, inflation and increased costs will start to eat into those margins. However, Hershey beat analysts' revenues and profits for December 2021. This is what Buck had to say. In 2021, we delivered a record year of production and double-digit sales and earnings growth, with a strong finish and momentum heading into 2022. Buck delivered a masterclass of commentary that allowed for future uncertainty while still positioning the company as prepared and ready to outperform the market. She stated, While the environment remains volatile, we are confident in our ability to continue to respond to the changes in the world around us and deliver another year of advantaged performance in 2022. As with the interviews with the CEO of Mondelez, Dirk van de Put, Buck explained that inflation was playing an important role in their pricing. Van de Put, who was also interviewed on Bloomberg, gave a steady performance. He revealed a little more than Buck when he said that inflationary forces, naming shipping and materials inputs, in particular, would continue to create challenges that would likely lead to price increases in the future. In one of the more exciting parts of the interview, Buck was asked by a rather sharp Bloomberg News reporter if they had let go of any staff due to their mandated vaccination policy. Buck worked her way around the response, and while she didn't look flustered, it was visibly an uncomfortable question for her. Her response about community and priority for their workers' safety kept the tone level. However, she acknowledged that a few workers were separated from the company. The question for Buck and Hershey now is how sensitive the consumer will be to price increases. In addition, as inflation in the U.S. hits a 39-year high at 7%, I wonder how much margin the company is willing to erode to maintain price stability. The International Cocoa Organization, ICCO, in partnership with the French Agricultural Research Center for International Development, CIRAD, is pleased to announce that the second edition of the International Symposium on Cocoa Research will be taking place on the 5th, 6th and 7th of December 2022 in Montpellier, France. The International Symposium on Cocoa Research is becoming a well-established event in the sector. The symposium has previously attracted over 500 participants, not only from the scientific community, but also from the entire cocoa value chain, producers, traders, processors, manufacturers and policymakers, etc. Making it a must-attend event for anyone concerned with the future of cocoa. The symposium offers a unique opportunity for participants to interact with cocoa industry leaders and high-profile speakers, who will present their most recent studies and point the way forward for the cocoa sector. The main theme for this edition of the symposium is, innovations to support market development and promote the sustainability of cocoa farming for better farmer income. We already anticipate a huge success thanks to a very broad range of important topics to be discussed. Register for an early bird discount on the Bar Talks events page. Tony's Chocolonely addresses partnership with Barry Colbo. Dutch confectionery brand, Tony's Chocolonely has been making waves in the industry as the advocate for ethical and slave-free chocolate. 
Their marketing stunts typically aim to raise awareness of the unethical practices sometimes used in the production of chocolate. However, the campaigns have received mixed responses, and Tony's has recently been coming under public fire. However, there's another reason the chocolate brand attracts criticism. They outsource part of their manufacturing to cocoa conglomerate Barry Colbo, who themselves are accused of allowing child labor in their supply chain. It raises concerns, how can a company claim to be ethical and use the facilities of another company accused of failing to support children's rights? In early 2021, Tony's Chocolonely was dropped from the slave-free chocolate list for this reason. A recent article on their website attempted to address the elephant in the room and clarify this subject. Their explanation is divided into three points, and we find the final point of most interest. 1. Tony's beans are separate from other chocolate brands. The company started by making it very clear that their beans are processed completely separate from other brands' chocolate. To make this possible, we pay more than all the other Choco brands at Barry Kalba's processing facilities to have our very own storage vessels and production lanes on site. That means we're in full control of our supply chain from start to finish. Tony's wants to dispel any myths that their cocoa beans are the same or mixed with other brands' beans. Make no mistake, we may be shacking up under the same roof, but our beans never ever come in contact with any other Choco brand's beans whatsoever, the company states. Tony's uses a graphic to give a visual representation of this process. Using this to demonstrate how their cocoa is chocolonely, as they put it, because it is kept apart from the other beans. 2. Tony's state, their cocoa is 100% traceable. Tony's claim to pride themselves on knowing exactly where their beans are from and how they are processed. According to them, the bean-to-bar approach is important, as they know how much premium to pay each farmer and can remediate any cases of child labor that occur. The question remains, however, if the brand is built on the promise of ethical chocolate, why are they partnered with a company accused of exploiting children for profit? 3. The partnership allows them to scale their mission. We work with Barry Colbo to make this mission possible on a global scale, the company explains. The argument for the partnership is that it allows them to expand their ethically sourced cocoa mission on a global scale, a feat that is only possible using the facilities of industry giants like Barry Colbo who, along with Cargill, form a large part of global cocoa production. The company says, setting up shop right beside Big Choco means that we're able to prove firsthand that it is possible to be processing substantial volumes of cocoa beans and still be 100% traceable and slave-free. And so, we continue to scale up our production globally. The basis of the partnership clearly hinges on two key principles, using Big Choco's facilities, enables global expansion of their mission, and doing so also brings the opportunity to influence large companies from within. Many campaigners won't be convinced, but at Bar Talks we agree in the principle of their argument, if not always in their execution. Tony's does not always do everything right, but we can understand that running a large commercial chocolate business is different from being a small chocolate maker. If you want to make a bigger change in the industry, this isn't going to happen from the influence of smaller companies, no matter how much we might like that to be true. It needs a brand that is front and center on supermarket shelves. So, 
While we accept that Tony's needs to use the scale of Barry Calbo for their manufacturing, we hope the company improves their messaging on ethical chocolate consumption and is able to exert some influence on Barry Calbo so that the lessons can scale, along with chocolate sales. The Outlook for Cocoa Pricing in 2022 Several forces are trying to move cocoa prices in different directions at the start of 2022. The largest producer, Cote d'Ivoire, saw a drop in production with an expected 1.55 million tons compared with 1.75 million tons the previous year for the October to March main harvest. Ghana's results were much worse than expected, with a drop of 54% reported by the ICCO in their December report. This has contributed to a tightening of stock at warehouses. We ran a report on the stock in the ICE warehouses globally over the last three months and noted stocks dropped from over 5.2 to 4.78 million bags. Whether you should be optimistic or pessimistic about price rises depends on whether you're buying or selling. A higher price is preferential for farmers as long as their production numbers don't drop significantly. Ideally, for the farmer, you want prices to rise due to increased demand, not decreased production. Nevertheless, as we noted earlier, that production does appear to be taking a hit, especially in Ghana, where such a significant drop might be partially explained by the record harvest a year earlier. However, long-term concerns over aging trees, lack of investment by the government and challenges with a disease, like the cocoa swollen shoot virus, may also be contributing. There are signs the market demand may pick up however. For example, airline stocks were recording double-digit increases at the start of the year as investors saw restrictions on travel easing. This will be good for chocolate demand, as airports are a major source of chocolate purchases. In addition, Hershey's beat analyst expectations, citing big demand for the comfort of candy, giving further proof of a potential uptick in demand. However, some clouds are forming around inflation, which could impact the industry in several negative ways. First, the cost of shipping and other input costs are going to force the chocolate industry to raise prices, and it is unknown how much that will temper demand. Second, Inflation is pushing up the fertilizer price, and farmers could well feel the pinch of cost rises in other areas that might wipe out any potential benefit of higher cocoa prices. Supply chain struggles threaten the Easter Bunny. With Christmas behind us, and Valentine's Day right around the corner, chocolate makers have already started turning their attention to Easter, which will conclude the chocolate-fueled holiday season. Germany's confectioners have raised concerns over supply shortages and logistics struggles that could burden chocolate makers this season. Challenges with logistics and costs of materials, such as those for cocoa, sugar, and milk powder, have provided challenges for chocolate makers. The German industry warns that we may see fewer chocolate Easter bunnies lining the shelves this year. Karsten Bernath, chief executive of the German Confectionery Producers Association, BDSI, commented, this could also have an impact on the upcoming Easter business such as the production of chocolate rabbits, because important raw materials, packing materials or transport capacity are lacking. Due partly to suboptimal harvests in some global growing regions and heavy demand for commodities from Asian industries, prices are on the rise. Commodities aren't the only cost concerns either, Germany has been subject to a recent doubling in energy prices, as well as rising costs in global container shipping. 
According to BDSI's executive director, freight costs from Shanghai to Rotterdam have risen from $2,000 in December 2020 to $10,000 just one year later. Bernoth also mentions that disruption to the supply chain has made it difficult for some manufacturers to obtain materials for products to be used in packaging. Easter isn't cancelled just yet however, as the industry remains optimistic that there will be some degree of government assistance to aid producers. Nevertheless, Bernoth warns, the breaking point has been reached. The policymakers are now called upon to protect medium-sized companies, in particular, from further costly and bureaucratic burdens. Otherwise, we risk the loss of the medium-sized economic structure in Germany that was considered to be robust, hitherto. Italian chocolate makers Ferrero have recently unveiled their Coco Charter and Coco Action Plan, renewing their commitment to responsible sourcing of ingredients for their products. The brand, famous for products such as Nutella and Ferrero Rocher, have said that they seek excellence along the whole value chain, with particular focus on economic, social and environmental quality of the raw materials that we rely on for the production of our products. In 2011, the company committed itself to responsibly sourcing cocoa 100% certified, as sustainable by 2020. Ferrero now claims to have accomplished this goal. All our cocoa is sourced via independently managed sustainability standards like Rainforest Alliance, UTZ, Fairtrade and others. Certified farms such as these must adhere to much stricter standards in order to ensure environmental, social and economic stability. Cocoa growers in Côte d'Ivoire and Ghana, where Ferrero sources most of their cocoa, face a range of economic, social, and environmental problems, ranging from lack of resources and training to unpredictable climate conditions. Ferrero has acknowledged the complexity of the situation for cocoa farmers and aims to address the individual issues through a multi-layered approach. In their recent Cocoa Action Plan, Ferrero outlined four key commitments that will further drive their actions towards sustainable business practices, along with some of the steps they will be taking to achieve these commitments. 1. Support cocoa farmers to prosper. Provide targeted support to farmers through farm development plans and income-generating activities to, quote, help increase their cocoa productivity and diversify their income. They will also pay an additional cash premium directly to farmers on top of the living income differential. 2. Protect children and provide joyful growth. Put systems in place to identify households at risk of child labor in their cocoa supply chain and to remediate any identified cases. In this regard, it will be interesting to see how they define what is child labor in this contentious and divisive issue. 3. Contribute to end deforestation and promote biodiversity. In 2017, Ferrero joined the Cocoa and Forests Initiative, CFI. Their activities under CFI aim to support ending deforestation in the cocoa industry and promoting sustainability in cocoa production. The CFI has come under some criticism from organizations such as Mighty Earth for failing to live up to their mandate. We hope more progress can be made, especially following the promises made from COP26. 4. Realizing a transparent and compliant value chain, traceable to the farm level. Strengthening their partnerships with suppliers and leveraging the most advanced technology available to further enhance the visibility of their value chain.
To provide visibility over their entire supply chain, Ferrero wants to develop a Coco-dedicated platform. We welcome the desire to build a transparent supply chain, although it's noted that the company is years behind others who already have systems in place. The company states, our ambition is to be a driving force behind the transformation towards a responsible cocoa sector, where the livelihoods of smallholders and farming communities are improved, children's rights are respected, and the environment is protected and enhanced through sustainable agricultural practices. An annual report will be released, documenting the progress towards the goals set out in the Cocoa Action Plan, with the first report expected in Q2 of 2022. Thanks for listening to this week's Coco Newscast. You can also catch our other podcasts, including the Coffee Newscast and the popular Bean Talks with Nick and Max, which goes out every Monday. Stay safe and I'll see you all next week.